Welcome to the teaching ministry of The Cause Church. We pray you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. And I'll tell you a little story. After the church service, <clears throat> a little boy told the pastor, he, uh, he went up and found him and told him, when I grow up, pastor, I am... Um, 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 yes, responded the pastor, who thought the little lad had really learned something important from his brilliantly prepared sermon. When you grow up, you what? He says, when I grow up, I'm going to get a job. And then I'm going to give you some money. Well, thank you, the pastor replied, but why? Because my daddy says you're one of the poorest preachers this we've ever had in this church. <laughs> Watch what you say to your wife or husband with the kids in the car. When he grew up, I want to talk to you today about growing up in the Lord. A while back, just a few months ago, I had a tremendous time with the Lord. There are those times that come when they're learning times. Do you like those times with the Lord? You know, it's not, it's just not the bless me times. It's the learning times when God speaks, you know? And there's a, a rhema word that uh, when God speaks, then I'm so thankful that God does speak to us. And if you'll let him, he'll speak to you. Because he's a caring father. He loves us. And, uh, you know, I, I was sharing this earlier this morning that, you know, sometimes my, my folks, when they call me in a room, they, or my mom or dad, so, Son, we need to talk. That, that wasn't always a good thing. You know, I didn't want to hear my folks say, son, we need to talk. And, and usually it wasn't Tony, it was Anthony, we need to talk. They only use your full name when they have something full to say. But when God speaks to us, it's for our best and for our good. And so I wanted to listen to him. I want to listen to him always. And, just one of those times in his, God speaks in a still, small voice. And he says, son, you're, we have a problem here, a challenge. What is that, Lord? You're not growing. My church, many in the church are not growing. There's complacency, a satisfaction a resignation, a maintaining of the status quo. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where we just get kind of settled in? You know what I'm talking about because you, you, you feel something should be happening. I, I have a, a, a dear friend, a young man who uh, uh, we work together a lot. And uh, in fact, he's sitting over there, Jet. And he comes to me. We talk a lot about the Lord. It's good to talk about the Lord. And he says, Tony, I'm, 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 I'm not there. I, I, I'm missing something right now. What are you missing? I'm missing my time with the Lord. I've gotten too busy. And when I get too busy, then I get off. Or sometimes I'll see him and he'll look off and I'll say, what's going on? He says, ah, you know, I need to be spending more time with the Lord. And the more time you spend with him, the more energy, the more uh, filled you get that you want to spend more time with him. And so I was having that kind of time, and he was saying that you're just staying the same. But then I knew something 
And I want to remind you that God has more for us. We don't have to stay the same. We don't have to, like a, a, a lady came up to me today and said, I, 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 boy, that ministered to me and I, I didn't know, you know, she said, sometimes I just reach a plateau and I just stay there. But I know God wants me to keep going. Don't, we don't need to stay. We don't need to be the same day after day, week after week. It seems like we've developed what's called an eternal childhood of the believer syndrome, meaning that we're born new babes and we start as babies, but we stay as babies. And we stay like children rather than maturing into what God wants us to be. And there's a real difference between a child and their needs and their wants than there is between adults and their needs and their wants. A child, when you listen to them, usually the conversation is about me, give me, do something for me, help me, I need. Christmas time or Disneyland, it's usually about the child, right? Parents bring their children. Now, you like Disneyland, but you'd rather not spend all that money. But the looks in your child's eyes and the happiness in their heart is worth it. And you love to see the joy. But it's all about what they receive and Christmas the same. But as you get older, you, you're supposed to get your joy, more joy in giving than receiving. Isn't that right? And as we grow in Christ, it should be more about giving than receiving. You know, but we stay the same and we come to church and we say, God bless me. God heal me. God give me a better job. God give me a newer car. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's always about God giving me something. You know when David prayed, he didn't pray, Lord bless me. He prayed, bless the Lord, oh my soul. That shows growth when we can say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Lord, I've got plenty. I just want to bless you. Lord, you've given me so much. I just want to thank you. God's not finished with us. We may start as babes, but we don't have to stay as babes. Isn't that right? So the scripture I want to use this morning, as I talked to you briefly, is found in Luke 2.40. Luke 2.40. And here's what it says. Now the child continued to grow and become strong, increasing in wisdom and favor with, uh, and the favor of God was upon him. The child, what child? Who's it talking about? Jesus continued to grow. I, I find that so exciting. Jesus continued to grow and become strong, increasing in wisdom and the favor of God was upon him. I want the favor of God to be on me. Do you want the favor of God to be on you? I really want that. I don't want to stay the same. I want to grow in the Lord. I don't want the Lord to say, I mean, you're not growing. Yet when the Lord says, you're not growing, here's what he's really saying. I have so much for you. Why have you stopped? Why have you quit seeking my face? I, 
You don't know what I have in store for you. How many of you want to grow here? Yeah, I do. Look at I know that. I we have a we have a lovely church. But we need to be growing so we become a mighty church that affects the whole world. I'm believing for that. Pastor Sherry, and I believe it's prophetic, has been saying to all of us, I believe revival's coming. She's not just saying that. She's believing it, and I'm believing it. But we have to do our part, don't we? To see revival come. So the child continued to grow. Now, Jesus came, one of the reasons he came to show us a model of what we're supposed to be like. And if he continued growing, shouldn't we continue to grow? God created us to grow. Watch this little video. Great video, right? I just, every time I watch it, I get something different. I just really notice some, that, that's time lapse, I understand that, but that little flower, that little plant, excuse me, was dancing. Wow, I get it, now I know why we have dancers in the church. When you get excited about God, you wanna move, even if you don't know how. That little plant was just praising the Lord. And all of heaven saw it. Can you imagine heaven looks down and sees all the earth praising the Lord, all the earth growing, all, well, maybe all, not all. Maybe, maybe the people created in his image aren't growing. Maybe they're not excited about him anymore. Maybe they don't have that first love anymore. But that plant did. And God created us just like he created that plant. And he created that plant to grow. And that plant will grow through all kinds of conditions to reach up to the sun. 
And we should do the same. I want to grow. Don't you? I want to be an effective follower of Jesus. Have you ever been so busy you don't seem to get anything done? I thought about that. How can you be so busy you don't get anything done? It seems like when you get that busy, there's more to do than you can ever get done. And I thought about that and I started thinking, there, I know one little animal that's just like that. It's a hamster. You see those hamsters on those running wheels? Do you ever feel like that sometimes? I got, a, I got news for that little guy. He ain't going anywhere. Just running around in circles. Heaven doesn't need any more going. It needs more growing. We need to be growing. I didn't become a Christian just to hear more about Jesus. I became a Christian to become more like Jesus. I love hearing about him because I get to know what he's like. But being like him is the greatest thing that could ever happen. We are the face of Jesus here on earth. So let me give you some things about growth very quickly, okay? Now we have some of our disciples here, so they're gonna say, well, this is old stuff, but next time we'll have them up preaching, Sherry, you know? Some things about growth. Growth is a command. It's a command from the Lord. And the Bible says, if you love me, keep my commands. Command is another word for instruction. It's an instruction for how we should uh, work, how we should exist. So it's a command. And the scripture says in 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. So there's a command to grow in grace and knowledge, to know him, but also to become like him. The deeds of grace, the word goddess, goddess, the word grace means this, we to grow in these things, the graciousness, joy, delight, charm, sweetness. Are you growing in those things? I was thinking this morning, it came on me and it's coming on me again, so maybe it's a valid illustration. On the way to church, from home to church, that destination, it's some of the most violent, argumentative, discorded times that a Christian can know. It's actually proven that there's more disunity in a car of a family on their way to church. I think the devil has something to do with that, don't you? Just bring something up so you won't be in the right, right kind of mood. So we leave home and we're fine. But we get in that car and all of a sudden, somebody's not ready, somebody's forgotten something, somebody's hungry, somebody's tired. Something happens on the way to that church. And all of a sudden, all that growth that we did have is gone. Until we walk in the door and then sweetness appears. That little, little family from hell has just become the angels from heaven. Right? But when we're growing, that should not be a common event that happens. Things should change. Am I right? And so we should have sweetness, goodwill, loveliness, grace of speech, loving kindness, favor. How do we know we're growing? Because these things are exhibited in our life. 
Number two, being connected. Growth is being connected. The Bible says in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. He is the vine. We forget that. We, 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 we're like mavericks. Americans tend to be so independent. We want to be independent of everyone and everything. But that's not how Christianity works. We are totally dependent upon the vine. Without the vine, we have no life. We have no source. We have no resource. And he knows it and he says it. I'm the vine, you're the branches. The one who remains in me. That, that says that you can move from that position of connection. But he doesn't want you to. The one that remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. How do you know you're growing? Because you'll be bearing much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I think we need to say that often. God, I can do nothing apart from you. I need you desperately. Do you ever do that? Do you ever say that? I'm saying that more and more and more. I need you. I can't do without you. I can't function without you. I can't speak without you. Paul said in Philippians 4, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You can't do anything outside of Christ, but you can do everything when Christ strengthens you. Um, I have a little illustration here. Zach said he wasn't going to give it to me because in the last service, I held it for about 15 minutes. So Zach, I just want you to stand there and look pretty. Thank you. Thank you for the, all the flowers for me. Thank you, folks. I appreciate them very much. Thank you. The beautiful flowers. I really don't deserve these. No. Um, I'm going to set them down right here for a moment. Uh, illustrations. I, I said this. You know, Billy Sunday, the great preacher, retired from his professional career. He was a great baseball player and became a Christian. You know, he used to, boy, he was a, a terrible sinner. And, uh, and he met the Lord and he just quit his baseball like that. He says, now I've got a higher calling. And he started preaching. But he was great at using illustrations. I mean, if you saw any of him, if you can see him, there are pictures of him. He used illustrations all the time. Well, my pastor uh, that I grew up under as a teenager also used illustrations. I told one this morning, I don't think I'll be able to share it today. Uh, we have not the time, but he did crazy things. In fact, he scared us a lot by the things he did. And, and, but his illustrations were so effective, I still remember them today. Isn't that what count? Well, that's been passed on to Pastor Sherry. You know, she comes up here with all these great illustrations, doesn't she? I mean, she brings up things that you'd never think she'd bring up. I mean, didn't you have a tractor up here one time? I, she had a tractor. <laughs> Who brings a tractor onto the stage? You know, they say to me, be very careful with the stage. We just put new carpet on it. We don't want to get it dirty. Pastor Sherry can bring a tractor up here? That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> She's brought all kinds of things up here. I say, someday Pastor Sherry's gonna bring a train on the stage. And we're gonna say, oh yeah, that's a great illustration, Pastor Sherry. She's thinking about it right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, so I got an illustration, not as mighty as Pastor Sherry, but I do have an illustration. If they don't look as well as they should, Jariah came, just came to me and he said, Tony, I have something sad to say. I just stepped in your flowers. 
So they're not quite what they used to be. But thank you, for Zach, for putting them back together. Cut flowers. How many have ever seen cut flowers before? You've either been a recipient of cut flowers or you've given out cut flowers, haven't you? Yeah, they're beautiful. Oh, there's some that are even a lot prettier than this, but these are beautiful. Nice colors. Only God can make colors like that. There was a golfer that played at the Masters. He was the lover of God, and he said, only God, only God could create this many greens, and they were all coordinated. There were some 200 greens on that golf course. Greens, I don't mean the greens you're playing, the green color of all the plants. Only God could do that and put them together. You try. Some will clash, but not God. He makes these beautiful flowers. They look pretty. They smell pretty. You give them at ceremonies. You give them to people that you think a lot of they, uh, for achievements. Um, you just love to give these things. And people love to get them. They love to receive them. Um, I, I've given cut flowers to my wife. I've got a picture here of some cut flowers that I gave to her right there. I just gave those to her not too long ago. Aren't those beautiful? She thought they were. That's all that mattered. You can really score points, guys. <laughs> Takes a little work. You have to go to the store. You have to look for them. You have to buy them. And then when you give them, it's like nothing, no problem. You give them and I gave, my wife loves cut flowers, she loves flowers. She gives me that smile with a twinkle in her eyes, boy, those are the way to get points, guys. My wife loves flowers and she loves kittens. I'm not so good on that one. She can make a cat do anything. I can make a cat do nothing. I think they're so stubborn and uh, unfriendly of all God's animals. And there are men in the audience shaking their heads with me, but not everyone. I told my wife when we were talking about things, you know, before marriage, our premarital times together, she said, Tony, you know, I love cats. I says, honey, you know, I love you. She says, yeah, but I love you too, but I love cats. And I says, honey, I can make you a promise, a guarantee. Never, ever will a cat darken the door of our house. Ever. We were married about six months. And she agreed and she said, okay, honey, I love you. I'm willing to sacrifice. Six months we were married. I came home from work one day and she's standing there at the door with her hands behind her back. And I what's going on? Nothing? What have you got? Nothing? You've got something behind your back. One hand, there was a small, tiny kitten in her hand. I looked at her. I looked at the kitten. Doggone it, it was really cute. Ever you notice God made the little animals really cute? Makes you, makes you buy them or makes you get them. And then when they get older, they're ugly as all, but you've already fallen in love with them. It doesn't matter. People think, how do you have that ugly dog or ugly cat? No, that's my puppy. That's my... Ask Jet and Betty over there. They're going through that right now. They're not even married yet. She had this little kid and I said, oh, I'm losing all my authority. I'm losing 
the husband part of me. If I say yes, it's going to be down the tubes for the rest of my life. And I looked at that kitten and I turned away and I said, no cats in the house. Wow, what a mean guy. She said, okay. I found it out in the bushes. I don't care, put it back out in the bushes. So she did. That was six months. 11 months later, it was Halloween night. Bad night for cats, by the way. Halloween night. This cat was running from I don't know what, but we were at church that night, and we come out, and Kathy said, I hear a cat. What do you mean you hear a cat? Things, fireworks going off, there's all kinds of noise, people partying, horns are honking. How do you hear a cat? She said, I hear a cat. She could hear a cat if a train were going by. She could hear a cat. She heard it. She found it. It was under a car, cowering under a car. She pulled it out. Tony, look, this little cat is scared to death. Can we just keep him for one night? I thought, okay, one night. Six years later, <laughs> the cat was still with us. And I didn't know anything about cats, but it got sick. And it would look like it was dying, I thought. So I didn't tell her about this, but I, I thought, well, cats must like good food. They get this food in the can. That's not very good. Maybe I can doctor this cat. So believe it or not, I haven't told this very many times. I went to Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I bought chicken for my cat, for her cat. And it wouldn't even touch it. I was really angry. It wouldn't even touch the food. There has been a cat in our house ever since. Why? Because you love someone and you love what they love, right? So I gave her these flowers. That's where I got to get back to these flowers. I gave her these flowers because she loves flowers. But look at what happened to these flowers in two weeks. Two weeks, that's what happened to those flowers. Why? Because they're cut. They're not connected to the vine. Does that make sense? Now, if I had gone and given her these flowers and said, here, honey, here's some flowers. She just said, what? Why are you doing that? Because we don't give those kind of flowers to people. Those kind of flowers only get to be thrown in the trash. Is that right? These flowers look beautiful, but they're not alive. They're dying. And you know, we have a chair up here, and we have another chair up here. And so I put these flowers right in the chair because sometimes that's what we're like in the audience. We're sitting there, we look pretty, makeup does a wonder. Wait a minute. I said I wasn't going to say that again, and I did it again. Because Sherry gives me that look. Oh, you made a mistake. So, um, washing your face does wonders. But these things are dying right now. In another week, they're going to look like that. And the purpose they've served is right here, and it's over. And perhaps you're out there like these flowers. You're not growing. You've been disconnected. You look pretty on Sunday. But you're not growing. Does it make sense? 
And we need to grow. We need to grow. Let me have this. Now here's, here's another, this is, this is a potted plant. Now, I, I, honestly, I would have a hard time giving this to my wife. Here, honey, I can't even lift the thing. Here's a potted plant for you. <laughs> but which one is more valuable at this point? Which one is alive? This is alive. Do you know the, these little flowers right here, these little lilies, Peruvian lilies, are blooming even while we're talking today, they've grown. When I bought it two days ago, they were just little buds like this, but look what's happened in just two days. They're growing. This plant produces fruit. This plant does not produce fruit. Does that make sense? This plant's purpose is, is very temporary. This plant's purpose is to bear fruit, to build, to make flowers, to, to join with other plants. I had a, 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 a biologist in our service at 11, at 10.30. He says, you missed one of, the, one of the real points of your message. I go, wow, I needed you to come up and tell me that. And you know, he said, you know what's, what's exciting about a live plant? their root system, and what's exciting about that is their root system intertwines with other root systems of other plants, and it helps each one grow, and that's why the church is so important. That we come to church, we intertwine with one another, and we grow. Isn't that exciting? So I ask you, which would you rather be, this or this? Let's take a vote. How many would rather be this? I know there's people who say, yeah, I, anybody? This or this? Some of you are not raising your hands at all. What is it? Let me just, there's nothing in between here, folks. I just heard a statement. There's a narrow road, a wide road. There's no middle road. The middle road is for roadkill only. Okay. This, voting, we're taking a vote. Wake up. This, this. Oh, that looks good. This. This, all right, all right. Why? Because one's alive and one's not. Is that right? So we need to be connected. Let me hurry on, we need to be connected. Growth is number three, is continual. Now the child continued to grow. He didn't just grow, he continued to grow. That's what the scripture says. Warren Weasby's, uh, Worsby says, discipleship is a daily discipline. We follow Jesus a step at a time, a day at a time. John. 831 says, so Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you continue, everybody say continue. If you continue or abide or live or journey or walk or grow in my word, then you are truly my disciples. But you've got to continue. Growth is continual. Pablo Casals was considered to be one of the greatest cellists to ever live. When he was 95 years old, he was asked why he continued to practice six hours every day. He answered, because I think I'm making progress. When do you give up from growing? Never. When you give up from growing, this is what happens. You never give up. This is going to reproduce itself. It's gonna reproduce the flowers. It's gonna reproduce the beauty that lifts their leaves to the Lord and honors him. A healthy plant 
continues to go, grow. So here's our congregation. Which are you? I know which one you want to be because you showed me by your raise of hands, but which one are you? I will tell you this. If you are this one, and perhaps you are so, I've been caught times being this one. All we have to do is reconnect with the Lord to become this one. And then stay connected to him for continual growth. Number four, growth is intentional. It's intentional. It is imperative that we grow. That which is not growing is dying. There must be a strong desire in us to grow. So you can't just sit there and, 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 and kind of like feel like, if, well, if I, I, I go into a church, then I'm gonna grow. Billy Sunday said, uh, uh, going to church won't make you a growing Christian any more than parking yourself in a garage will make you a car. It doesn't happen. You need that intense desire to seek God. You need a longing, a yearning, a burning to seek God. Here's what A.W. Uh, Tozer said, be on the screen. I want deliberately to encourage this mighty longing after God. The lack of it has brought us to our present low estate. We need to long after God, right? Seek after God. That's one of the ingredients for revival is to seek God's face. Did you know that? We need to seek God's face. You can pray for a hunger. That's what I pray for many times. Give me a burning desire for you. Do you think the Holy Spirit won't answer that? You say, well, I, I get more interested in other things. We used to sing a song, and we still do, saying, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full into his wonderful face. And then the things of this earth will grow strangely dim. So you have to have that action. Turn to him away from the things that entice you the most. And all of a sudden, those things become dim, and you'll want nothing to do with them. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. They prayed. You can pray for God to increase your faith. A.W. Tozer finishes by saying, the stiff and wooden quality about our religious lives is a result of a lack of holy desire. I'm saying that I need holy desire. Do you need holy desire? Let's say it. I need holy desire. Yeah, say it to the Lord. Lord, I need holy desire. Yeah, after you. Isn't that a great thing to say? Here's what he says. Complacency is a deadly foe of all spiritual growth. Acute desire must be present or there will be no manifestation of Christ to his people. He waits to be wanted. I don't want him waiting on me. I want him. Too bad that with many of us, he waits so long, so very long. So my question to you is, are you growing? Are you growing? Here's a better way. Reach up to heaven now, later, home sometime, Lord, am I growing? I guarantee you the Holy Spirit will answer you and reveal to you. Lord, am I growing? How do you know if you're growing or not? How do you know? Let me give you some principles of growth for the Christian life, okay? Very quickly. Number one, we need to grow. That is a mandate, it's a command. We need to grow. Don't be satisfied with where you're at. You know, you maybe think I'm caught, I'm stuck in the mud. You know, funny thing happened, I, I've never, wow, I, I hope Chris is not here. I don't, I don't, 
Good to see him. So we put brand new carpet in the church, yes? Do you like it? It looks beautiful. That looks so beautiful. Don't spill your coffee. Tony, I spill things all the time. Don't spill your coffee. I walked in the church, because I'm always curious, and, they, and I was watching them lay this carpet, because these are, these are panels that they laid together. Didn't they do a beautiful job laying them together? And I walked in, and this middle, this middle section was done. It was just before discipleship that I have on Tuesday night. And I walked in here because I was curious. Nobody was in here. The workers had gone home. And this section right here was done. And I wanted to see how they did it. Because to lay those panels together, that's quite a puzzle. And so I walked into the church. And I looked. And I couldn't see. I was looking if there were any seams. I could see seams. and I couldn't. But I, I just couldn't see it well enough. So I walked a little bit closer. I still couldn't see it. And so then I walked right up to where the carpet was. And I looked and I said, they've done a magnificent job. I better get to discipleship. I was horrified. I had walked into the glue that was just poured. <laughs> I can't tell you a fear came on me. I'm not gonna make it to discipleship tonight. I tried, it was the weirdest feeling ever. I tried as hard as I could. And, and it's funny, I, 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 I thought, I'm gonna go to discipleship in my stocking feet. And how am I gonna explain to staff meeting next morning what my shoes are doing in the floor, stuck in the floor in the church? And I pulled, I really pulled, and I, I, I finally pulled this foot out. I was so thankful I pulled this foot. But in pulling that foot out, I, I press this foot down more. And I pull this foot out and I go, oh, thank you, Lord. And I couldn't move this foot at all. I was, I can tell you how well that glue works. <laughs> Don't be satisfied where you are. No matter what you're stuck in, get out and grow in the Lord. I did get out, by the way. Okay, so I don't know how, and, 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 and it was funny. Well, it wasn't funny. To, everywhere I left, I was leaving marks. Because I, I was glue all over my shoes. Zach took my shoes into discipleship while other things were going on. He took my shoes and tried to clean the glue. Oh, pretty embarrassing moment. Don't get stuck. We need to grow. Don't accept anything less than growth in the Lord. God has so much for us, doesn't he? Become more and more like Christ every day. That's number three. Become more and more like Christ. Well, how do I model my life? Become like Christ. Was he loving? Are you loving? Was he kind? Are you kind? Was he good? Yes. Did he live a righteous life? Yes. You model your life after him. How was your yesterday? Did you grow more in the, than the day before? How is your today? Have you grown since yesterday? We can measure our growth. Today you should be more like Jesus than yesterday. Tomorrow, more than today. And then number four, celebrate your growth. And I like this one, celebrate your growth. I tell the people I'm working with all the time, celebrate your growth. Give opportunities to share what Jesus has done for you. Some of us can't celebrate any more than the 20 years ago that we met the Lord. We celebrate, but that's happened since then. We should celebrate every day, shouldn't we? There are things to celebrate.
to thank God about. Did you know the Bible says that daily he loads us with benefits? Daily. Uh, that means there are thousands of blessings that come our way every day. Now you, some of us are not even aware of that. I, you, I work with children sometimes and I say, can you tell me some of the blessings that God has given you this day? And they just spout them off just like that because kids know. And they say, well, Jesus loves me and uh, I got a puppy and uh, my mom baked some cookies. All these blessings that came to them during the day, there are so many every day. God watched over us as we drove. God brought us here safely. God has healed us. God has clothed us. God has fed us daily. How long has it been since you've asked, thanked him for the air that you breathe? For the sky that you see. Do you know with this blue sky we can see? It's beautiful. We have some boys staying with us that are from another country. Do you know when they came to America is the first time they've seen the blue of the sky. Their skies were so polluted that they have to show their sunset and their skies on video screens, on buildings. Aren't you thankful for the things God has done? Celebrate the things God has done in your life. The trees reach up their branches to greet him. The flowers lift up their faces to honor him. The birds sing their voices to worship him. Should we do any less? If you're growing, how do you know? To these plants, and I'm gonna close with this, to these plants, to grow, they need sun, is that right? Would sun help these grow? No, because they've been disconnected from the sun, but sun will help this grow. They need nutrients, food, they need air. So the Lord told me, the sun is when we spend time with him, because he is the true sun. Food is the time we spend in his word. And air is being filled with the spirit of God. There are programs here at the church that will help you grow, encourage you to grow. Great programs. There's a program called Next Steps. You know about Next Steps? Have you heard about Next Steps? All you have to think of is Judy Walker, Pastor Judy Walker. She's everywhere. She's up on platform. She's on the screen. She's out there. I think there's like 10 of her around the place. And she always seems to have a sign that says Next Steps. Next Steps encourages you on your next step to follow the Lord. Connect groups, men and women's groups, special groups, precepts, celebrate recovery, discipleship groups, all kinds of things we have that encourage you to grow in the Lord. Are you growing? How do you know it? Prove it. As Charles Finney says, a state of mind that sees God in everything is evidence of growth in grace and a thankful heart. John Newman says, growth is the only evidence of life. And I say, let's choose not to die, but to grow. And in so doing, we will be taking part in all that he has for us. It's important to grow, and it's possible to grow. Bow your heads with me real quick. Just for a special time with you and the Lord. 
Say, Lord, am I growing? Am I continuing to grow? If you ask the Holy Spirit, he'll show you whether you are or not. With your heads bowed, I want to pray for you. We have taken a path in the last few months of really concentrating, focusing on growing in the Lord, and I've seen God do such amazing things. Even in our discipleship group, it's amazing what's happened. Over half of the, the becoming are meditating in the Word of God, not just reading it, but meditating in the Word of God. That's a tremendous area of growth that's happened. You can grow too. Maybe you've reached a plateau and you're not growing, but you want to grow. If you want to grow, if you need to grow, if you know you should grow, raise your hand. I want to pray for you. So no one's looking around. Just raise your hands all over this place. Yeah, there's a lot of hands. Come on, all over this place. I want to grow, Lord. I want to grow. I don't want to, I don't want to go out not growing. Anybody else? Keep them up for just a moment because I want to pray for all these hands. Lord, I pray right now for all these. They've heard the call to grow. Just like Jesus grew, we want to grow. So I pray, Holy Spirit, you would invade our hearts. Do a work. Remind us of all that you have for us, all that you want for us. Help us to become more like you each and every day. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. One other thing, there may be people here today that don't know Jesus. You say, I've never connected with Jesus. I've, I've heard about him. I've gone to church, but I've never really connected to the vine. And I'm a branch out there that's lost. I am not growing. I know I'm not fulfilling that which God has created me for, and I need Jesus into my life. I want to pray for you. So once again, I ask you to bow your heads. And if you're like that and say, I need Jesus, I really need him in my life. I don't even know what that means yet, but I want to know what that means because I want to be connected to him. I don't want to be like fresh flowers that are cut off. I want to be like a plant that's growing throughout eternity. Raise your hand, I'm gonna pray for you. If you just raise, I'm not gonna call you up here or anything. Would you raise your hand up? I can't see, so someone's gonna to have to tell me. Okay, over there, on my left. Anybody else on my left? Okay, over here, over there. Okay, over there, over there, over there. Yes. You know, I get excited because the, it says the, the angels rejoice when one comes back to Jesus. And for anybody else, can I pray for? Can I pray for? We're gonna all pray a prayer here. Okay, let's, yeah, let's pray this prayer. Everybody repeat after me. Congregation help pray this prayer. We've prayed it many times. Make it effective today. Dear Father in heaven, we know you love us so much. You've never let us down. You've never stopped caring for us. We have walked away from you but we don't want to stay away from you. We want to come back. We want to join, be connected with you. 
forgive my sin. Forgive my selfishness. I want to turn from living the way that only pleases me. I want to live the rest of my life pleasing you. I want to grow into what you want me to be. So I turn from my sin. I give you my whole being. I pray you take it. Forgive my sin. Wash them away. Make me new again. And I'll live to forever thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from The Cause Church. For more information about The Cause or for further resources, visit our website, thecause.cc or call 714-255-0930.